Hello, good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in. May God bless you. It is Friday, the 28th day in the month of July 2023. Oh, we praise God for His mercies, His love, His grace as we wind down the month of July. I hope you've had a productive month so far. I hope that your dreams are coming to reality and that the main purpose for which you have been created is being fulfilled through the glory of God on a daily basis. And that really is one of the subjects for today's um, conversation. So a couple of days ago, I had gone for a walk. And um, by the way, my name is Nena Eze, also known as Eve Eze, through my middle name, Evelyn. So uh, Nena Evelyn Eze, and I'm very happy to uh, be speaking with you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that as you listen, that the Lord will minister unto you and that you are blessed through this podcast so i'll make this really quick um a couple of days ago i was um taking a walk like in the evening after work as in after my regular work uh business work activities so i took a walk and when i returned deep in my spirit i just heard king and priest king and priest and i was like oh lord oh that's great uh, king and priest what does this mean and uh the word you know god through his mighty revelation deep in my spirit uh revealed and i'm sure we all know it's like confirmation right that christ is king and priest now we all know that yes jesus christ is king and priest and all that but for some reason i was I, I began to probe and i was like what does this mean holy spirit what does this mean and the lord helped me to understand that jesus christ is king uh, of course, he's the son of God. He's the word of God. Through him, all things are created. But he's king. Uh, as we all know in the scriptures, I says, oh, he's a, he's a descendant of King David. So he's a descendant uh, of King David through the tribe of Judah. And he's also priest because he is also a descendant of Levi. <laughs> Levi, uh, from whom the priests in Israel um, uh, are descended according to the scriptures so christ is king and priest and in the same way we are king and priest and i I was stirred up in my spirit and i i I began to think like really how um i know the bible says that joseph uh who is the father of christ according to the scriptures as in uh he 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 played the role a physical role of a father uh, to Jesus Christ because Jesus was conceived uh, through the Holy Spirit uh, by Virgin, Virgin Mary. So I began to think and I was like, God, help me to understand more, help me to understand more. Now, um, I'm going to take you through some of the discoveries I made with a hope and prayer that it blesses you as much as it has blessed me. So uh, I began to think and the first thing I did was to pick up my Bible and I began to read, okay, the Holy Conception according to Matthew, according to Luke. I'm not sure that Mark really dwelled so much about, uh, dwelled so much on it. According to uh, John as well, John was talking about Christ being the Word. So I was probing and I was thinking and asking, and um, the Lord helped me to uh, go on, to go online and to search as to uh, the origin of the Virgin Mary, like the genealogy of the Virgin Mary. Now, I, I don't think much was said about that in, in the Bible as we know it, that's the Christian Bible as we know it. So in the course of my research, I discovered um, a group of manuscripts 
written in the Syriac language. Now, the, uh, they are ordinarily known as um, pat, pat, patristic literature. And patristic literature are like Syriac resources and manuscripts that were written by um, or hidden by the early Christians, the Christian Orient, uh, the manuscripts that they had embodying um, this literature about, you know, uh, the origins from times and these things were hidden um one of them is known as the sinai series uh 16 that's sinai we all know mount sinai right sinai syr.1616 so you can actually research online yourself and you'll find more about that and um so the syriac language is uh, a language that is based on eastern aramaic dialects and it was used as a literary and um, liturgical language by several eastern christian churches in the, in the days of old now if you are a bible scholar you will know that uh, one of the languages that jesus christ spoke very well was aramaic now aramaic is aram in fact aram is also Syria and you know that Syria and uh, Israel they are like uh, they have very close proximity so Jesus Christ spoke Aramaic which is uh, a Syrian a Syrian um, uh, language actually so in in the days of old in the days of early Christianity there were lots of manuscripts written in this language and some of them were hidden and subsequently discovered and are being transcribed. Now, one of those manuscripts uh, was transcribed by, um, by a person uh, known as uh, Sebastian Brook right if i'm not mistaken because i was trying to take notes as i was making some of these discoveries i was just so wild so um um sebastian brooke wrote an an article on the journal on the genealogy of the virgin mary um in accordance with the sinai series 16 which i had mentioned earlier and in that it records that he recorded that um, mary the mother of jesus was of the lineage of judah and levi through her father and her mother respectively now you know that the bible in the book of luke chapter 1 verses 5 to eight uh was trying to describe um elizabeth and also luke chapter 1 verse 16 verse 36 beg your pardon when the angel gabriel said to uh, mary that elizabeth your relative is actually pregnant and, ex- and expecting a child so in this uh, sinai series dot 16 it goes further to explain the genealogy of mary and it says that mary the mother of jesus was of the lineage of judah and levi through her father and her mother respectively and it recorded that mary was the sister uh, that elizabeth beg your pardon elizabeth was the mother was the sister of mary's mother and that mary's mother was known as dina and that Mary's mother was a descendant of Aaron. Now, if you recall, when you check the book of Luke chapter 1, when uh, the angel um, met um, Elizabeth and also uh, uh, Zachariah, I mean, when when the scripture was describing uh, Zachariah and Elizabeth, it says that they were both of the priestly lineage of Aaron, right? They were descendants of um, Levi. They were both from the priest 
priestly lineage. So they were both descendants of Levi. And this Sinai series 16, this uh, Syriac, um, Syriac literature of the old, you know, the Orient church, uh, the very early church, was trying to give us more history about Mary. And it says that Mary, that Mary was actually Elizabeth's um, uh, niece. Now, subsequent translations, I know that, I know that in uh, King James says, and this, this, I, I promise you I'm going somewhere with this, but I just want you to understand the early, um, the early aspect of this message before we now delve and relate it to ourselves personally, which is why I was really moved to share. For some days I've been sitting on this word and <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> you know, this told me today that Nena, you just have to put this out there because somebody might need it. So now uh, King James says that uh, Elizabeth was Mary's relative, right? And um, subsequent translations like New Living Translation, some other translations say that, oh, Elizabeth was Mary's cousin. And we know what a cousin means in English. But in this Syriac literature, it says that Elizabeth was actually um, the sister of Mary's mother. And if you recall, Elizabeth was way older than Mary. So the Bible says, I mean, this uh, manuscript say that Elizabeth was the sister of Mary's mother, which makes Elizabeth Mary's aunt. And that's of supports what King James was saying because King James says that she was a relative to Mary. So a relative is not like a sister or, um, uh, you know, or, or it, it, I don't know, it could be a cousin, but this is what the manuscripts say. And it, I sort of believe it. And it also goes further to explain that uh, Mary was uh, Mary's mother, Dina, was a descendant of Aaron, being a priest. So Mary's mother was actually from the tribe of Levi. And it's, it, it, it further explained that after the Jews had returned from captivity in Babylon, that they intermarried across tribes. And it then went ahead to highlight that Jesus was descendant uh, from Judah and Levi, that is Mary and, and Joseph, because it was necessary for the kingship of, uh, of Jesus to, um, it, was, it was necessary uh, so that through his kingship, through the kingship of Jesus Christ, uh, Judah, the kingship of Judah might become ineffective. You know, and through the priesthood of Christ Jesus, the priesthood of Levi would also become ineffective. And it is therefore said that Jesus arose from Judah on his father's side because, um, according to Hebrew genealogy, uh, children were actually said to descend from their father's side. As in, that was more prominent. Just like in Nigeria, for example, if you ask for your state of origin, most people typically project their father's state of origin as their father's, uh, as their own state of origin. So that's how it was in the days of old, according to Hebrew culture. And it, uh, so in those days, it was said that the mother's genealogy, according to the custom of Hebrews, um, was not as strong was not as strong you know as that of the the uh the, the, the uh, genealogy of the father of the child and this manuscript went further to explain that um mary's father was uh probably from the tribe of judah and that you know people began to intermarry across across tribes more frequently after the captivity in babylon now what does this 
actually mean for us we know that in the scriptures said that christ is the priest in the order of melchizedek that's when you check the book of hebrews chapter 5 verse 16 so um so christ is not a priest from levi you know like um as we know in the spirit, we are not taking that priestly, uh, uh, we are not taking the priestly lineage from Levi, but we're taking it from the Holy Spirit himself, uh, from whom Christ um, got his priest, his uh, priest, uh, his priesthood. However, in the physical, in the human realm, it was necessary for him to also come from a tribe, from uh, descend from the lineage of Levi, just to um, uh, fulfill the word as the israelites know it that look and and he projected himself as priest but they they just didn't really understand it at the time you know the the whole uh pharisees and co did not really understand how he understood the word so well and all that he had the kingly and priestly blood flowing in him and this is why we as christians are referred to and we are in fact a royal priesthood a chosen generation a holy nation and a peculiar people according to first peter chapter 2 verse 9 so it is the will of god for his children that is us his, his children uh, being christians to manifest our royal and our priestly nature at all times so we are kings and we are priests and that was the that is the um the summary of the message that the holy spirit was trying to give to me that nena you are a king you are a priest meaning that we are i am and you are we as christians are we are as holy as our god is holy we are supposed to project ourselves in a holy way as our god is holy and it's not by you saying oh i want to be holy today it it is by asking god and clinging to god being in god's presence as in constantly being conscious and asking god to help you to be as holy as he is holy as we know a lion cannot give birth to a rat right so if god is our father as 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 we uh, rightly claim and would like him to uh, manifest himself as our father and us to manifest ourselves as his children at all times we have to uh, to be conscious of that fact at all times also we have to be creative as our father is creative we have to demonstrate the qualities and the character of god um we we have to um um we are to take charge of the marketplace and be excellent as our father in heaven is excellent so that is the kingly aspect of us now because somehow it seems to have been ingrained in the mind of christians especially in this part of the world uh where i currently i am in uh, the developing world that christianity is not almost to uh suffering and poverty and lack you know and that is not uh, that's not the will of god that is not the will of god so when god created adam he put him in the garden and he, adam had everything and even christ our savior when he came he lacked nothing he didn't have uh, mansions here on earth and everything but everything he needed god provided and christ was excellent in all that he did i mean people knew that this was a carpenter's son people knew that he was also a carpenter you know because he must have thrived in his trade and not like he was gathering wealth or anything but he was 
he was good at what he did and he distributed as much as he got you know like he used what he had to serve god so in the marketplace we are supposed to distinguish ourselves be excellent you know in whatever we do the scripture says if you see a person that is diligent in his or her ways that he shall he shall walk with kings he shall not walk with mean men so um that's the royal aspect of us as Christians, I think for a very long time, Christians had have consistently manifested or trying to manifest their priestly nature to show oh, that they are holy, that they are, you know, uh, everything after God's heart, righteous and all that. But we do not really call up our royal, our royal character. And that's the message that the Holy Spirit was nudging me to actually understand and also share with you and i hope that you get that message today as a christian it's not just about you going to church attending all churchly activities quoting the scripture back to back preaching the word and everything you are also supposed to take i mean when god created you're supposed to take dominion you're supposed to take charge you're supposed to manifest your royal character the royal character of god take charge of the man of the marketplace wherever it is that you are in whatever you're doing if you're a student you're supposed to be outstanding and of course it's not just being outstanding by uh you know just you have to work for it like when you say if you see a person that is diligent if you do your work god will bless it you know uh faith without works is dead so you can't say oh you believe that god will help you to rise god will help you to shine and you're just sleeping uh in church uh going to church every day you're not doing things that will move the needle in your place of work you're not checking to see what is required in your place of business for you to be able to fill the gap for you to be able to uh, pivot for you to stretch for you to be able to advance you know, you're not looking for how to provide solutions in the marketplace. And I think in our next podcast, we're we are going to we're going to speak a little more about why it is important for you to be here, why it is important for you to be in, 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 uh, here on earth. Because most Christians seem to have the mindset that, oh, we just want to go to heaven, just want to go to heaven, 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 heaven. If it was God's will for us to go to heaven immediately, I mean, when Jesus came, he could have just taken those that believed in him, right? He could have just taken them and uh, maybe left a few here. He probably could have taken some of the apostles or something, you know, but he, or he could have taken them immediately after they established the church and to somehow find a way to get the other disciples to be able to minister but the will of god really is for us to be here to manifest his presence here to be able to win more souls for him and manifesting his presence means showing people who god is god is not um God is not is not wicked. He is not wicked that he will want you to go around uh, seeking and begging for, for people to help you. No, and neither is God um, uh, lazy or, um, or disorderly. You know, our God is not an author of confusion, such that when it's time for you to be working, that's when you are bringing out your uh, your whatever to pray and you spend hours on end. You don't want to do the right thing at the right time. That's not the nature of our God. Our God is an orderly God. So um, the main essence of our message today is that we should not do business in a worldly way but we should manifest our character we should manifest the character and the nature of god in our christ uh, uh, the, the nature of god and christ in our work in our businesses in our endeavors in our activities we should note that jesus never called on idle people 
you know all his apostles were busy when he called on them they were busy in their workplace when he called them and jesus was also friends with people who were rich who were wealthy so there's a place for rich and wealthy people in the ministry um if christ did not have wealthy friends maybe his body could have just been left out for birds and vultures to eat it but he had uh, a wealthy friend the person of joseph at, uh, of arimathea who was able to request he know he knew the powers that were up there you know he had he had people that were influential he had friends that were influential and they were able to get to the roman government and uh, request for the body of jesus and the body of jesus was given to them and they buried the body of jesus in a very um a high profile sepulchre in a very high profile grave so it is important for the children of god to thrive to prosper because god needs your wealth god needs your resources god needs um your intellect he needs everything that you have for him to be able to uh, perform the work that he wants to do here on earth <laughs> that he wants to do here on earth for his will to be done here on earth so don't sit on what you have don't sit on um don't sit on the skills that you have don't uh, remember that the first time the word wisdom was used in the scripture it was when god was revealing to moses that look go and meet this person that knows how to weave so so and so that knows how to play with gold and bronze that knows how to do it i gave this person the wisdom to be able to do that and i want this person to use that wisdom now to do this to construct the ark of the covenant to build and to uh to make all the other ornaments that will be inside so in the same way god is saying to you now whatever it is he has given to you it's not just for you to be able to make money and keep money for your descendants it's for you to use it in serving god as you do your business let people see and recognize that this is a child of god that this must be god's image and character that this person is displaying and i pray that as you aim to do so that the holy spirit will guide you that god will give you the grace he'll give you the power he will surround you with more people that will nurture you that will help you to um to really reveal his image to others on a daily basis manifest and fulfill the purpose for which he has created you all for the glory of his name and that at the end of your time here that you rejoin him in eternal glory and rejoice eternally to the glory of god in jesus christ the mighty name amen thank you i hope you've been blessed may god bless you as you um as you enjoy the rest of your day and i hope that you are also able to share this podcast with others stay blessed and thank you bye-bye